Hello and welcome back to the Chris Ye podcast. I am, as always, Chris Ye, and we have some extended coverage of Mental Samurai Season 2. I am joined today by one of the titular samurai himself, Wesley Chang. Wesley, say hello. Hello. Wesley, I have to admit you were a favorite of mine this season. Uh, you came on blazing like a comet. You actually defeated Scott Perry, who is probably the most successful contestant yes. this year. And yeah. you won Money yourself wise, a pile sure. of absolutely money-wise. And I think he I think that he had the he repeated twice. I don't even think Nick necessarily repeated twice, or did he? Um, let's see. He won he won episodes three and four. And then I knocked him out in five. Right. And I think yeah, Nick so, only, yeah. I think Nick was, Nick won, Nick may have won. I think Nick, Nick won, won two. No, Nick won two episodes as well. Yeah. He just yeah. didn't go all the way in the circle of Samurai. Yep. So, you know, it depends on uh, your that measurement. first question bounce. <laughs> so painful. So incredibly painful, which I'm glad you did not do. You did yep. a great job out there. So uh, we'll get into the game itself. But first, we have to learn a little bit more about Wesley and give us some version of your life story what brought you to the point you were being strapped into a robot chair in portugal oh, i think let's see what brought me to the point i mean i've been a gamer of sorts my entire life um, i've got a, like a shelf full of board games and such and have been like ever since i was probably like six or seven playing you know monopoly with the cousins and stuff like that and learning po poker shortly thereafter <laughs> um poker and, and blackjack which probably wasn't a great influence on like <laughs> like a little kid but yeah nonetheless i've been you know playing games for many many years and i think that so at some point in 2019 i must have been watching a couple episodes of mental samurai and was like this looks kind of intriguing i let, let me let me like submit an application for it <laughs> Um, and I saw that I guy, Chris Ye. Yeah. He did okay. I'm yeah. sure it must be pretty easy. Yeah, I was like, okay, these questions don't seem that hard, you know, especially in comparison to something like Jeopardy, which I've tried out for, and the caliber of people that make it on Jeopardy is distinctly higher. Um, but I was like, okay, I like roller coasters. I like answering these puzzled trivia type questions. Let's see how I do. So I believe I, I must have submitted either an application or answered like a casting email about it um, and just kind of like forgot about it. And then um, I believe it was like sometime February or March of last year, I got a, like an email back saying, hey, good look at your submission. We're interested in having you on. Here's, you know, can you do like a video interview and all that? So I went through that process and they were like, you know, we love it. You've got, you know, a certain personality, style, whatever. And they were like, but there's this whole thing that's kind of unfolding. So just hang tight. <laughs> and so it originally probably would have filmed in like April or March of last year. And so that got put on hold. And I didn't think too much about it until like, I think it was about late July, early August. I get a phone call saying, hey. We still want to have you on. Uh, do, is your passport up to date? <laughs> and they explained to me that they couldn't film in LA, but they could film in Portugal where they had their studio ready set up for Mental Samurai Europe, I think it was. Um, so yeah, my uh, passport was up to date. Um, they did a couple of additional like, you know, video interviews, you know, pick certain types of outfits just to make sure that it passed their muster. And then they had me come down to LA, get tested. And then several days later, I was off to Portugal. Got it. Now you say come down to LA because you are a Bay Area guy like me. You're yes. up here in Northern California. Yep. Did you grow up here in Northern California? Because yes. I think you were also a Berkeley guy. Yes, I'm a Berkeley guy. I'm a Bay, East Bay, as I would call myself, an East Bay native. Um, yeah, I went to school up the freeway, you know, like all of 10 minutes away from Cal. Very cool. And you've chosen to stay here despite the insane cost of living, the endless uh, wildfires yes. and everything else. The asterisk to that is, I call it uh, Berkeley rent control. <laughs> ah! uh, yes. Um, I looked into the complex I moved into junior year. I lucked into basically the best unit in the entire complex. Wow. Um, and 
have been here ever since. Like I distinctly paying below market rate. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. Now you, as I remember, they when they uh, when they had you on the show, they said you're 42. You might be 43 now. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm actually. Let's see. I'm turning. 44 in September. Yeah. So 43. 44. Now, yeah. So yep. when you were a junior in college, yep. you found this amazing apartment and you've been able yep. to keep it ever since, which means it's been more than 20 years. Yes. Yeah. It's almost 24 years. Yeah. Wow. It's getting, getting up there. That's an that's a definite yeah. economic benefit. Yeah. Very cool. So every yeah. time I tell someone how much I'm paying for rent, they're like, uh, yeah, I could understand why you're not moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to take a stick of dynamite to get you out of that house. Yeah. I wouldn't leave for anything. Yeah, I call it the golden handcuffs. <laughs> there are worse places to be handcuffed too. let me tell yes. you. Yeah. All right. So you're over so you end up over there in Portugal. Yes. Now, what's it like in Portugal? What's the setup? Because, you know, this is going on during a pandemic and yeah. there's all these other contestants. But do you see them? Do you not see them? Are you discouraged from interacting? How actually. does this happen? Yeah, so they didn't, they discouraged us from leaving the hotel. I don't know how many people actually followed that. Um, I know like at least a dozen or so of us would wander across the street because there was a grocery store underneath the mall across the street. So we'd wandered through that. And it was super fascinating because it was in August. You know, here everything was pretty much on lockdown except for the essentials. And there at the time, everything was open people were wearing masks and everything but like other than that ordinary life was going on which i found like a really fascinating contrast to how things were going here um they did they they, they sort of caught wind of people kind of wandering about so like like originally we were given a stuff or not originally we were given a thousand dollar stipend that would cover food and everything and then they decided like within a day or so they would have food provided for us at the restaurant downstairs we would have like a specially allotted lunch and dinner hour and so then i got to hang out with a bunch of other contestants during dinner and kind of like talk and shoot shit compare experiences um I think they flew us out in kind of what I would call like two pods or two batches. Mm -hmm. um, so I was in the first batch and got to know about a dozen plus contestants. So it was kind of cool. We had like a WhatsApp chat going on so that when the season finally came on, we'd be like texting each other live as the, you know, as each other was going on. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we hung out in the hotel and didn't wander that far, I think, until people started getting eliminated. And then there was a little more uh, exploring done. But even yeah. then, there was, only, there was only a finite amount of exploring that could be done. I remember when I filmed, uh, so they were filming like, th by the time they got to me, I think they were filming like three episodes um, in that particular day. So I went on the first um, episode filmed in that day and the second one, and then I got knocked out and it was like early afternoon. I was like, well, I've got apparently a flight back tomorrow morning, so I'm going to take the rest of this day off to go and see as much as I can see. And celebrate. Don't forget, yeah. you're a winner. Yeah, that's true. Well, I was, at the time, I was, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I think I can upgrade to first class on the flight, club flight home. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I did. There's actually a funny story about that. So before flying out, I was just kind of reading some stuff. You know, it's been a while since I've been overseas on a plane flight. And I was like, man, I would like to be able to kind of like fly first class. Let's see how, what sort of tips people have about getting in, upgrading into first class. And so one of the things I'd seen mentioned on various people, you know, vacation blogs or whatever, like, you know, bring treats and stuff for the flight attendants and you might just get upgraded. So the funny story was um, the, the flight out uh, we had a stopover, like a short stopover in New York. So the flight from LA to New York, I had, so before the whole thing, I bought a bunch of like Ghirardelli's chocolates because I figured, you know what, something local to the Bay Area slash mm -hmm, California. Mm -hmm. Gave a bag of those to the flight attendants uh, on the way to New York. And they couldn't upgrade me because that, that flight was actually pretty packed, uh, which was kind of unnerving. We were all masked on the flight, but I thought we'd be more space spaced apart. out yeah, yeah. social yeah. distance no that was not the case um so we were definitely bunched up together 
but as my parting gift for my chocolates, uh, you know, after I got off the plate, I got like a crap ton of Stroop waffles, which were like among you know the free food that on the plane. Nice. Um, and then so on the way back, I was like, okay, I'd like to. I told the flight attendants, you know, here's your here's chocolate. Enjoy, you know, share with the flight attendants. I'd love to upgrade if possible. You know, I'm willing to pay for it. And apparently, because I did not book the flights flights specifically, I was unable to pay to upgrade. But they told me, you know what? Hang tight until after we launch, and then we'll figure something out. And um, yeah, so we so we we took off, and then it, and then they told me that oh, we couldn't couldn't officially upgrade me, but they like like five ten minutes later they were like coming up to first class <laughs> and so yeah that was first time i've been on first class especially great because it was a non-stop flight to la and i was like oh, oh this is from awesome. lisbon to la yeah, first lisbon class LA, lie flat beds i was like this is fantastic and all it cost me was like 20 bucks worth of chocolates <laughs> yeah so yeah, that, that that's is my news so you can have use. To, yeah pay for it out of you know the winnings that's even better. That's news you can use. Yeah. I'm going to have to start doing that from now on. I had no yeah. idea. That it, is amazing. You know, I, I wasn't expecting it. I figured, you know, if it happens, it happens. Great. If it doesn't, you know, no big deal. And, and, they, again, and the flight was only pay. Yeah. And the flight was only partially full anyways, because, um, because people weren't flying into the U.S. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody was allowed yeah. in. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Wow, that is really cool. Well, in in thinking back in your time in in Portugal, you know, who were some of the contestants that people would know that you hung out with and, and got to know? Uh, who were the contestants? Oh, let me just open up the work WhatsApp. <laughs> like, I think pretty much anyone from the first um, five or six episodes, I hung out with in some fashion. There's Peter, Gleb, Lacey. Yep. Um. Oh, who was the dude that got knocked out on the roses are red, violets are blue? Question. <laughs> that was a that was brutal, but not. I remember that. I remember the knockout. Yeah. I don't remember who we, it was. We, we 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 tease him about it every so often. <laughs> that's, we, this, we, that's one of those infamy, infamy kind of things. Oh, we had some legendary ones from season one. Of the I remember my friend Clay. Anderson, the astronaut, he got knocked out on one of those, you know, identify the missing one, yes. identify the one that's different. He got knocked out quickly and he was very sad. And I told him, Clay, you got to be happy because in our year, we didn't get any money for correct answers. I'm like, listen, Clay, yeah, you're making it to the air. One. Yeah. I'm like, you're definitely making it to the, because our, our season was different where not everyone mm -hmm. made it to the air. They edited far more people out. I think they oh, still edited some people out for you guys, but that's right. Yeah. And they also did those things season one where they did those background montages on so yeah. many people. Yeah. Um, I figured exactly. this season, I don't know if it had to do with pandemic or whatever. They were like, ah, no one really wants to see this. <laughs> no, it was pandemic. They couldn't do yeah. what they call the hometown package or B-roll yeah. or anything like that because okay. it's like, you see, they, they still wanted to do it. You see, they got your, your childhood photos yes. and stuff. And yes. They included all those things. They faked it, but they yeah. just could not send film crews out in the middle of yep. a pandemic to shoot B-roll. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah no, that's good stuff. That. If they get re renewed for season three, I don't know if they're going to bring that back or not. So, well, we'll see. It, it'll be interesting. I do think that that was part of their strategy, right? So, Arthur Smith Productions, the company that makes Mental Samurai, makes American Ninja Warrior, and that's one of the mm -hmm. secrets to American Ninja Warrior. The B-roll hometown packages okay. are a big part of of what makes people buy into the stories of the people involved. Okay, I do think that you know the. Um, the dynamic, I do think it worked out well with season two, the dynamic having people come back because a returning champion can start to build up more awareness with the audience yeah. was us yeah. we were one and done. And so that was it. Yeah. Except for the person that won like the very last episode. I'm kind of just like, I wonder if they get an automatic invite if there's a yeah, season three. <laughs> that's what I feel like. If they keep the same format, that person's got to come back and be able to go again. I mean, at least you yeah. would think. I remember when they were talking about it during the orientation meeting, I was thinking like, wow, it's kind of they're taking a chance in that in theory someone could have ran the table and that yeah. would be far less interesting from a variety standpoint but yes and no because happen. i mean look at jeopardy when you have somebody like holtzauer or jennings running the table True. the ratings yeah. go up and up as people tune yeah. in to see if this is the day they get taken down so yeah. i think but that's on daily though 
That's versus true. a yeah, versus a nine episode run. That's true. Yeah, no, it was interesting, and and we were trying to figure out like one. There was one week where they ran two episodes, and we concluded it was so yeah, they could that avoid the Olympics. Yeah, we concluded it was because they they wanted to avoid the Olympics. Yeah. Okay, that that seems plausible. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, because I was telling people when I was airing, and I was like, oh no, guess what? I'm, I'm on Thursday, not next Tuesday. <laughs> right. And and the thing, the crazy thing about season one is they didn't tell you in advance. They were because everything was anachronic. They could put it in whatever order they wanted. Oh, they would only true. tell you yeah. like a couple of weeks in advance. Okay, you're going this date. Yeah. You're like oh, okay. Yep. yep exactly. <laughs> Time to put together a watch party. Yeah. And all right. I, I don't so, know about like for you guys. I felt like the communication sometimes was an area that could have used improvement. I think there were several emails that I sent to them asking questions, didn't get replies back. Like yeah. I didn't get any of like the footage, you know, the official footage um, of episode six. Yeah. They gave me, you know, they gave me that, you know, episode five, like the day before and no response when I asked for and, episode and, six. Footage. And there's, there's this stuff together. They're, they're so overburdened. The other thing you have to end up doing is you, they have this thing called Fox flash where they have, Fox has the website that they put the assets for people mm -hmm. who want to write news stories and stuff like that. And the contestants, we would just go yeah. there and get our stuff from there. That was the only place we could get it. Yeah. What was funny is that I like I had I basically like took screenshots or screen video of episode six. And when I tried to post up them up on Facebook, ooh. Those Facebook algorithms are aggressive. <laughs> they mm. were like, uh, no, this belongs to Fox. You can't post it. And I was like, can I submit an appeal saying that this is actually me in the footage? <laughs> nope. <laughs> that sucks. Not. That yeah. does suck. And, and again, you know, the good news is like people, people saw it and you can retweet yeah. the things that the official yeah. account does and stuff like there's yep. ways around it, but yeah, it's a bit yep. of a pain. I think the thing to remember with any television show, even a game show like this, because it's not an institution like Jeopardy, and especially because they had to get people across the world and stuff like that. Yep. Essentially, it's like convening a whole new team for each season. And nobody's mm -hmm. ever done their work before other than executive producer. Yeah, I, what I thought was kind of like interesting as an experience was like, I would imagine that our experience was so distinctly different because we were holed up in a hotel for like a week versus a regular season where you know i'm sure you'd only see other people that are on the same episode and they shuttle you out after that so you didn't get that's, to really bond that's right. with other contestants yeah i got i mean i ended up staying a fairly long time just because you know i got to go on the season ending tournament and everything and so i was there for i think three or four days in la but you know mm -hmm. you get to know people from your day a little bit and then you get to know yep. the other champions like the other champions and i we got to know each other reasonably well we're stuck in a room together for like 20 hours yeah um but it wasn't like oh we spent a week in a foreign country i mean i think that's really a, an incredible unusual experience that you guys yes. share <laughs> that's always a fun story to tell like yeah we and we, especially since we're you know since we were officially not allowed as regular citizens into portugal we had to be classified as production right <laughs> to officially be allowed in now there's a couple of things i want to get into the actual nature of playing the game get your mm -hmm. insights into it but i have to ask about the purple fohawk now was yeah. this something you did for the show or is this just yep. your general appearance it's my general appearance i've had the purple for almost a decade now i think i i first started coloring my hair back in 2010 ish 2010 2011 started off with blue because cow uh, yep. but then i decided you know what i like you know i like the look of purple better and that just became a part of my motif my wardrobe <laughs> people know <laughs> now a quick question on the, the dying of the hair do you have to bleach it before you dye it or yes. is it okay got it yeah i get it bleached uh so i have like a hairdresser person that i go to probably about three times a year and she does the bleaching and the initial coloring and then between appointments i like every several weeks i'll go and touch it up to make it pop a little bit more because eventually it starts to fade a little bit sure but it looks good i mean it looked good Thanks. on camera too yeah yeah and i have uh, like so much purple clothes too um all right <laughs> um that kind of coordinates along with it so people pe friends and family know that that's that's a thing also uh funny story is that I have um, 
<laughs> this is going to sound weird. I have done that to my pandemic puppy as well. <laughs> Wait, so your my, puppy has a purple faux hawk? My, yeah, our, our puppy has a purple faux hawk. Um, do you want to get him out of the? He's kind of semi napping right now. Oh no, it's okay. If he wants oh, to no, nap, he, he can he's, nap. He's, he's, he's like, what is going on? Here we go. Say hi to the camera. Oh my goodness, how adorable! <laughs> so we adopted him back in late October, and he's like a terrier slash chihuahua mix. He's bigger than a chihuahua, but he's like a terrier mix of some sort. And he's black and a bunch of gray. And the thing is, he's just over a year old now. And before we started coloring his hair, people were like, oh, what a cute grandpa. And it was like, he's not even a year old. <laughs> so we decided, and he had like a you know a stripe a stripe of gray hair up at the top of his head so i was like you know what? that's just kind of naturally asking for purple hair so that you know the whole thing Aww. about dogs resembling their people that yeah. is adorable oh my gosh it's a shame that we don't put these videos out but i gotta <laughs> tell you the fact that i can be walking down the street and see you walking your dog with a purple yeah. mohawk as well that is like that's a mr t cartoon stuff you remember that mr <laughs> t cartoon What's funny is that he gets a lot more compliments on the purple than I do. <laughs> like, he oh, wears it well. Like, uh, hey, how about me? No. <laughs> well, you know, anybody who's had a dog for a long time, this you'll come to learn, yes. is that uh, when you have a dog, you don't matter to the world. It's only True. the dog that counts. Yep. And he knows it too. <laughs> What's his name? Bruce. Bruce. Yep. Good when solid we got dog name. Yeah, when we got him at three months old, his ears were the same size as they are now, except he wow. was like a third of the size. So his foster had named him Dracula. And we decided, yeah, we want to go with something more, you know, along those lines, but, you know, cuter. So we went with Bruce for Bruce Wayne. Very cool. Yeah, no, he definitely had, he would, I could definitely see the Batman look if, uh, yeah if he had if he were a third the size uh someday we'll, we'll get together you'll show me some of the pictures like any proud pet yeah. parent i'm sure you got yep. a ton of photos so on many your pictures phone. <laughs> all right so take me to the moment when they strap you in you're going into the chair right this is in in episode five and as yeah. i recall you know you went on at least in the show you went on right after lacy yes that was uh, how they filmed it Okay. And yeah, that was how they filmed it. I remember I was like standing off stage. So like, we don't really get to see each other's stuff all that often, depending on like when they actually had us in. So I think I only heard the questions for, I forget who was on before Lacey. I don't know if it was Victor. Okay. I think it was Victor. Uh, on okay, the show, yeah. it was Victor. Yeah. Um, and Victor was one of the ones I hung out with too. Um, but yeah, so I heard Victor's questions and I heard Lacey's questions um so and then they you know brought me up get you know they they do this whole thing like okay you know get yourself pumped up because you know you need to be kind of animated it makes for good tv and everything exactly um so and i know that they shot some footage of that of me that they didn't end up using um which is totally fine by me um but yeah so they have me strapped into the seat um let's see trying to remember that particular experience one of the one of the unique things is the whole makeup thing like i've never had really like you know a makeup artist put on makeup for me for tv before so i was like i'm actually so tv i understand right yeah. not a lot of us go on tv but yeah. you're such an outgoing guy i would have guessed you would have done some sort of high school or college play at some point in time maybe a musical or something do, yeah i didn't do any drama class at all um, wow yeah i think the more outgoing parts of my personality didn't emerge until later in my 20s and early 30s is Interesting. where I kind of like found myself <laughs> so you were like a straight lace no mohawk yes. no nonsense kind yeah. of guy if you, if you talk to me like 15 20 years ago would have been distinctly different me back then would like mid-20s me would have said like wow it's an interesting turn that I took. <laughs> <laughs> mid 20 would mid 20s yeah. you hang out with mid 40s you I think mid 40s, I think, yeah, mid 40s me would be able to talk mid 20s me into it. <laughs> would have been like, hey, live a little. <laughs> Nothing that you think is going to happen is going to quite unfold the way you think it is. So just live it up. 
that's something that all us older versions have to tell our younger selves. You're like, yeah, yeah, I know this is not yeah. what you expected, but guess yeah. what? That's all, life. Yeah. All these plans that you had, no, not quite. <laughs> On the other hand, you would tell them, hey, listen, we're still living in the same place. Huh? Huh? True. Yeah. <laughs> and also invest in Apple. <laughs> Put more money in Apple. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one as much as possible yeah <laughs> all right so you 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 hear you you don't get to see the things but you hear Lacey's questions and you know mm -hmm. how well she's done yeah so you know okay i need to beat eight questions i need to either get nine or ten or i need yep. to go faster now yep. how'd you feel about your chances as you're getting into the chair realistically like i think at least my approach, like I don't, I could, you know, of course I can't speak for other contestants, but I know that my thought process going into it was the only thing that I would kick myself over was, would be missing something that I could figure out. Like I figured yep. the one, the, the one category that I would not be too concerned about if I missed was trivia because it was like a, either I know it or I don't. But the other three towers are basically, I know that I'm supposed to be able to kind of problem solve slash observe slash, you know, pay attention to my way through. Um, so it was kind of like a, hey, well, we'll see how it goes. Either if I get stumped on a trivia one, which I eventually did, I get stumped on a trivia one. Um, but I felt relatively at ease. Um, what I, I had done um i think what uh, what i had done when i was like staying in la before we actually flew out mm -hmm. was i went and watched the or watched rewatch the entire um first season and basically took notes on the different types of like sub questions within each category to kind of yeah, get a sense yeah. of like okay what would be my strategy what sort of things am i looking for um to kind of be prepared that way and i know some people didn't bother with that at all um I, th I think it was kind of interesting because I when when we went out, um, they did, they uh, I don't remember if they specifically said it, but it could you could tell that there are some people that tried out for the show, like me, and then there were some people that they sought out through social media. Mm. Um, yeah, so you know, it's like okay, you know, if you've got hundred thousand followers or whatever, you know, and you're interested in being on the show, hey, come on, come on down. Um, but yeah, I definitely not in that category yeah. um so i went in thinking like you know what i'm going to be as prepared as possible for this and we'll just kind of like see how it unfolds now i think that you did the right thing because there are uh, again there were new kinds of questions but a lot of the question categories were very similar to before and if you yeah. watched all of season one you would do a hell of a lot better on the competition yep. than you would if you were going in cold yeah and one thing i that was kind of fascinating like if if for whatever reason um there's a if you know if they renew for season three and if for whatever reason there's like you know some sort of invites to past champions you know i would do the same thing with season two and kind of like review everything because one of the things i noticed is that certain questions differed depending on when in the sequence of 10 that they were asked yes they do and get i know harder. that some people up. yeah they do harder and or some of the things ask for more ask for four instead of three if they were on question 10 versus yeah. question three yeah exactly so. no no you're, you're wise to prepare uh yeah. the other thing i remember I, throughout the season people who've been listening to these podcasts know that one of the things i've been saying is the way i can tell if a person's a good player is how they approach the gridlock question where they're looking mm -hmm. for the words in the matrix yeah. of letters yeah. because if a person having done that in season one you know that there's a systematic way to do it left yeah. to right Top to, bottom. top to bottom they're not going to do, do it that. backwards they're not going to do it upside down they, i don't even think they did diagonals they didn't and they do told diagonal. us during, yeah they told us during orientation we're not trying to trick you like people getting right answers makes for good tv exactly. so i was like okay that simplifies the process and yet many people would not do it the right way they yeah. would just go yeah. in and they would start be looking at random like you got to be kidding me does these people yeah. not watch the show <laughs> apparently <laughs> not yeah, one of the things that in hindsight, and again, if I were to come back for whatever reason, in hindsight is I would probably be more prone to cutting off the question if I yes. knew the answer right away. 
Yes. I know that they, you know, they asked us to talk through a lot of the answers because sitting there like thinking out, you know, isn't good, isn't good TV. So they wanted us to like talk through our thought process. But I think that if I had, you know, for the questions that I knew right away, that, you know, if I didn't really have to talk through it, then I would, you know, I would have saved a couple of seconds here and there. Um, exactly. That's no, that's, that's definitely, do. that's definitely the move. And that is allowed by the rules that they yeah. allowed that in season one, they allowed that this season, it's something that is counterintuitive. But in your case, you know, in our case, we were gambling on whether or not we get on the air, right? The only way to be mm-hmm. sure to get on the air was to get all 10 questions, right. And, and be a mental yeah. samurai. Other than that, it was like, up to you, whether up to the producers, whether or not you'd make the air. So yeah. talking it out was really important. It's like, this has to look good for TV. Otherwise they may just cut me. And yeah. in season two, they edited some people out maybe, but it didn't feel like nearly as much. It felt like there were some people who weren't particularly great on TV, but were out there anyways, because guess what? They're going through their run. Yeah. And yeah. And I noticed her during the tail half uh, or the last several episodes that there, the contestants were far more willing to cut off the questions so i was like okay that's interesting if i had known might have saved myself five or six seconds for yeah for, and, and there was you and, know going up against the next time in episode six i know because i'm looking at it and i think it ended up being what was the time differential because you were close yeah i think he had 236 and i had 231 going into that last question um and i just could not figure out or i didn't spot march madness right away and once once i you know once my strategy was like okay you know i knew what i what time i had to hit and if i didn't hit it then take the time just get the most money exactly get get just most importantly get that ten thousand. exactly yeah it took me four extra seconds to to get to it so who knows yeah you were smart. You played it the right way, but you're right. If you could have trimmed a couple of seconds, and I can tell you, I was watching at home. I was screaming, "Wesley, March Madness! Oh no, yeah. oh no!" Because I wanted you to win again. Yeah. Now you were one of my favorite contestants. <laughs> I, I think the part where I was yelling at myself at while watching at home was the egg question that the took eggs. Me yes, the eggs should have been much seven faster. Seven or eight seconds. I was like, "Oh, how did I not spot I that like, right away?" Especially because I felt like in the run, you clearly understood you needed to go fast. You were very yeah. time focused. Yeah. And that was just one that you just didn't get right away, unfortunately. Yeah, and he had a really good time. I mean, props oh, yeah. to no, him no. for the time that he had. It was, it was, yeah, it was, he was, he was incredible. Look, he was a very worthy winner. But I was rooting yeah. for you. But uh, there you go. So you get through. You get all ten questions right on episode five, and yep. now you've got to wait there because you know Scott Perry's lurking. Now, did you know what Scott had done prior to the episode? Like when you went in, did you know he was a returning champion and had won yeah, all this but, money? Yeah, I knew he was a returning champion. I don't recall if I knew that he had won a hundred thousand, because we, for the most part, we weren't supposed to tell each other how much we won. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was another fun <laughs> secret thing is like, a, you know, I, I took to heart the whole like, do not tell people the outcome of how you did. So even my well, we fiance, signed these things until, saying they could sue yeah. us for millions of dollars if we did. Yeah. My, even my fiance did not know how much I won until. The, <laughs> like oh, the, really? They, the but that, that, so they told me that they told me it was OK to tell my wife. Oh, <laughs> That's interesting. They just said, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> no, they told me it was okay. That's uh, yeah, I, 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 but anyways. Congratulations to you and your fiance as well. I'm sure that this, these winnings could be applied quite effectively yes. towards a nice yeah, honeymoon. For sure. Um, yeah. So I knew that he had defended. I don't remember if I knew that he had won a hundred thousand. I knew what his. I feel like I knew what his time was on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. At some point, they told us they told they. they they mentioned what his time was that um that i had to know what his time was on episode four yeah so i knew kind of like roughly what you know what range i needed to hit and generally my rule of thumb going into it um was like having watched the previous episode or season one's episodes um i felt like 20 seconds per question was kind of a benchmark of 
at least a reasonable speed to do. I think later in season two, I was watching how quickly they were going through that. I was like, okay, maybe if I were to go back, it needs to be shaved down to 15 seconds. You got to shave as much as you can. Uh, And you could see, you know, uh, there are some people who are just, yeah, the, there are some things that always occupy a little extra time that are instinctive, but you shouldn't yeah. do like, okay, you've said it, just lock it in as opposed yeah. to saying it and then say, okay, say it again and then lock it. You don't yeah. have to, you just said it, exactly. right? So yeah. anyways, all right. So you you know that you've got a great time that yep. Scott's going to have to go fast to, to beat you. He's a yeah. tough champion, but he's got a tough time to beat. And so you're yep. watching Scott's run. What are you thinking as that's going on? I'm thinking that, you know what? I got all 10 right. If he can do 10 right faster than my time, you know, props to him. <laughs> That's yeah. I, like, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good sportsmanship kind of person. Like, hey, if I get beat better, you know, I, I'm, I, I can fully accept that. No shame uh, in losing to Michael Jordan. Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, once he went on and then I think he had, uh, I forget what question he got knocked out. on. Question six. He got five correct. He was on a very yeah. good pace. Yes. But then in question six, it was a memory question. He answered it with complete confidence right away and yep. was wrong. Yeah. And multiple contestants did that throughout the season, I feel like, where they were like so confident and it was just like, nope, that wasn't it. Yeah. I just, yeah, personally, I'm all, I've consistently said, I think memory is the hardest unless you're like a memory ace. It's just yeah. unnatural what they're asking you to do. And it's just hard sometimes. I mean, some of them are pretty easy, like when you have to repeat the words back or the sequence. Yeah. But when you have to look at that matrix, it's I think they call it mind field. When you have like six different oh, yes. items yeah. and you got to remember which one is which, that is and really hard. And I had a strategy for that one. I had Ooh, a tell me about it. So my strategy was to remember five out of the six. Like I would remember the top row and then the bottom corners. <sighs> And, and that I feel like, you know, psychologically, I felt like that saved some mental space in my head. It's like, okay, as long as I remember the top row and the bottom corners and, you know, it, either the one they're looking for is in those five or they're not. If not, you know, it's number five. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting strategy. I've never had that before. Like I've, there's a couple of memory strategies that people have, I had a bunch of memory champions on in my season. So I asked mm-hmm. them afterwards, they weren't going to tell us beforehand. Because mm-hmm. obviously they're competing with us. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, you know, it's all about chunking, right? You try to pair things up. And yep. so it's not remembering six discrete things. It's yep. remembering three pairs of two or something like that. Yeah. So I, think the I like yours as me, well. The tricky one to me um, going into the whole thing, I think, was the text message based ones. Yeah. Where they could ask you like, okay, how many of this punctuation mark or these emoji were in there? Exactly. It's like trying to remember the punctuation and the emojis and the words. It it is, it is tricky because there have been the times when they ask how many periods were there? Like, holy crap, how am I supposed to know that? Yeah. Okay. So you go ahead. I was going to say that I I feel like watching the entire season, I felt like there's an element of luck to it in that every episode, I feel like there was probably one to two questions out of the entire episode that i know that if i had gotten it i would not have no chance yeah yeah Yeah, i would have no chance on that yeah Um, so i I feel somewhat fortunate in my string of questions that i only missed one yeah and also when they come so this is and this is right right so you went on for we'll talk about episode six in a second but you went up and you answered 20 uh you answered 28 questions correctly one question yep. incorrectly out of all yep. that way you you the only reason you lost on episode six is because nick was just so incredibly fast yeah so let's let's talk so scott fails you get to go onto the circle of samurai you're talking hey i'm playing with house money you know yep. i'm going on a honeymoon i'm talking about going on a honeymoon which congratulations again thank you and you know i liked the approach that you took in the circle of samurai because in the circle of samurai, yeah, you're going up against time, but you'd already beaten that time yeah. in your first run, and you're not competing against anyone else. So it exactly. makes sense and to I, take your time. I knew I was coming back. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's there, there's no additional step. Everything in that round is purely icing. Yeah, and so you come across, you know, like you said, one of those questions which just nobody's going to know, which mm-hmm. is the M M&M and M question, uh, the number the of M&M colors question. question. I think like, in hindsight, I could have accidentally got the correct answer if I put more thought or time into it. I, I wasn't sure. I think I had, I was running down to like about 
20, 30 seconds left. Yeah, you still had time. You yeah. still had some time, but you know, yeah. you, you you knew you need to go because otherwise you weren't yeah. going to get the hundred thousand. So yeah. you're like, I just got to go because I the chance of the hundred thousand is still there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I uh, I I definitely I actually guessed on that one and guessed correctly. Like I sort of like in my mind, like here are the colors, and then I guessed it and I got it right. But again, I freely would admit that was a pure guess. I had yeah. zero per like. Five percent confidence, as I was and saying. And listening to myself talk it through was actually kind of entertaining because I know in my mind, I was like, okay, I know he won at least one for eight mile. It came out of my mouth as three mile plus five mile, yeah. which I thought I laughed at myself, but I was like, I know he won at least one Oscar or, or what? Yeah, one Oscar for like music on that one. But That's for right. some reason, in the moment, I thought, okay, maybe he won th up to three, and there were five colors of eminence. So if I thought about it, maybe I would have talked myself down to no three seems like a lot. Maybe two plus five, and then yeah, that because I think the correct answer was seven on that, right? That's right. Yeah, six yeah. colors and one Oscar. Yeah. So you know, so if I knew I it was one Oscar. Oscar plus five, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was one Oscar. It's like number of colors. I'm like the light brown, the brown. Yeah. The, 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 I know they brought back the red, and it's just like yeah, ah. exactly. I've been eating M and M's for so long. I was like, I don't remember what the current <laughs> like sort of colors are. They used to yeah. not have blue or red, and now they have blue <laughs> exactly. and red. I mean, oh my god! Obviously, it's you know, light brown, dark brown, green, yeah. orange, if and they yellow about, were the like, classics. You know, the if they talked about like the original colors of the Lucky Charms, I could have talked yeah. that through. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All these things are pounded into our minds by all those commercials. Our poor kids, no commercials. They're not going to remember jingles or anything. Nope. All right. Yeah. So that brings us to episode six. Now, episode six, you come in at the end. So, did you get to see or hear any of them along the way? I, I don't remember if Nick went on. No, I. Nick went on right before me, or did he? So there was Nick. So when they went on the show, they had Nick, and then Caitlin. Uh, who is okay. uh, the the young the young gal from USC? Okay, um, I'm I probably only heard uh, whoever was on right before me. So that probably would have been Caitlin, and okay. she uh, she she went out on a quest because she didn't under, she didn't know any superheroes. <laughs> oh yes, yes, I remember. Was she the Bruce Wayne one? Yes, that's yeah. the one. Yep, I remember hearing that and being like, "No!" I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you don't know this." But yeah. you know, again, it's just, you just—you yeah. have to you know everything. You know it or you don't. Yeah, you know it or you don't. So that brings you up. So you, they tell you what you have to beat for next time. Yep. It's like three thirty-six, which is yeah. slightly faster than your time last week. And so you're like, yep. "Okay, uh, what are you? How are you feeling off about some that?" Time. Yeah, yeah, and it's so you, it's so much harder trying to knock off the person in the seat than it is setting that time because instead of like a in theory you have five minutes to work with it's a oh you've got 236 to work with or 336 right. to work with and it's like okay I've, I've got to maintain a very specific pace yeah and like I said I think that you had a great run and you very correctly said you know what once I'm not going to be able to catch him I just want to get that ten thousand yep. dollars Yep. And you did the right thing, and you got the ten thousand dollars that bring your brought your two day total to I think forty thousand dollars. Yep, not bad for you know yep. a week's worth of work. Exactly for you know and all expenses paid trip to <laughs> to Lisbon, including a first class flight. Yes, yeah. So I was it was it was pretty sweet. I was like you know I've been holed up you know most of this year working from home. It's nice to be able to get out of country and do have this fun experience. This once in a lifetime kind of experience. So, any uh, any lessons or things you want to take away from the experience? Anything that you'll particularly remember? Obviously, it's very memorable, and it's nice to yeah. take away forty thousand. But what uh, what's different about West now that you've gone through this? Um, more money in the bank account. <laughs> even though <laughs> even though now I'm like trying to figure five out years of rent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, depending on like before, after taxes, so I was like, right, you know, right, they, right. they pay it out to you, and then it's like, oh wait, we've got to remember to sock away estimated taxes, taxes, and yep. we live in California, which is yep. like the highest tax state as well. So, oh, yeah, well. so I'm like, okay, that forty thousand, I'm gonna mentally tell myself it's really twenty thousand or so after yeah. taxes. Um, but it's nice in in that it like gives us a you know a little bit 
of money to work with for you know honeymoon um wedding uh you know we're one of those kind of like pandemic so we're getting married in november and we're one of those kind of like pandemic weddings in that there is only so many people we can kind of accommodate still at the moment yeah. I mean, yeah. we decided on this november and at the time that we picked that out you know venues weren't like hey you can have hundreds of people so we were like okay we're gonna do a small kind of intimate ceremony and then we'll do a couple of receptions you know you know post-wedding celebrations next year for extended family and friends so this will help go towards some of that too very cool well have you guys decided on the honeymoon yet very important yes, question. we've got we've got a trip planned to europe in a couple weeks after the wedding um we're going to germany uh germany france or let's see it'll be berlin uh paris london and brussels very nice yeah excellent and so don't forget to bring your to ghirardelli chocolate uh bags yes. onto the plane yes. although, although that's that that said actually our 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 plane tickets for that are fully covered uh my fiance actually works for yelp as an exec assistant and uh a couple years back right before pandemic she had gone to some sort of like uh, executive assistant uh, award ceremony thing and they had a raffle and the top prize was three nights in berlin two nights in brussels first class tickets there and back oh my god yeah. wow. so that that portion is fully covered <laughs> Holy smokes, that's yeah. fantastic. Well, yeah, that sounds like yeah, an amazing We, we were honeymoon. planning on going last year, but, you know, of course, you know, yeah. things went to crap. So we punted that to this year. Well, I'm, I'm, quite, hope, I'm quite hopeful that, you know, we'll get yes. some better compliance in this country, but that yeah. in general, you'll definitely be able to do it. I traveled to Monaco last month, for example. Oh, nice. So it is possible to, to go traveling around. That was last for work and not for honeymoon. But, mm -hmm. but you know, still nice to actually get out there, just like it was for yeah. you to get to Portugal. Yep. Very cool. Well, you know, if what's, uh, what's going to happen next for you, Wes? Are you going to go on more television game shows once the one-year period expires? You yeah, got the bug? I yeah i i do have the bug it's just a matter of figuring out like i'll watch various game shows here and there and try to kind of get a sense of which ones are i would have a better shot at um i i like shazam a lot or beat shazam a lot mm -hmm. uh, but that's also, also from the same production shows. company so same you production company yeah i have an in um i feel like there's definitely a, a hit or miss aspect to that like either you know it or you don't and some of those yeah. contestants are actually pretty fast um at the ones that get the correct answers um i wouldn't i wouldn't rule out who wants to be a millionaire i've always you know been a casual fan of that and i figure you know, if i can get on i feel like my chances of getting through the first seven or eight questions is pretty decent yeah i think looking at various uh, game shows there's very much a uh an element of me watching it to determine, okay, what is the average slash likely winnings and mm -hmm. the difficulty in achieving those winnings? Because um, I feel like with for, for Mental Samurai, there a large chunk of it is self-controlled. Yes. Um, like, you know, I can, you know, it's answer as many as you can until you get it wrong. So, you know, there for for a chunk of it you know how other people do doesn't matter um so i do i do like the kind of game shows where you know my winnings are within my my own control absolutely that makes sense and then what about uh, you know for listeners who are curious they're like wow i really like that wesley chang he's a pretty cool guy i want to follow him i want to see you know more of him in the future where should they go online in order to follow you to follow me uh I, I'm one of those kind of like those Gen X slash millennial cuspers that's not particularly great on social media. Um, they can find me on Facebook. Um, my Instagram account isn't particularly active. Like I, I used to be far more active posting pictures of places I've been, concerts I've seen, that sort of thing. But um, I've kind of slacked off with that for a while. I've got, 
eventually I've got to get around to posting dog pictures on Instagram. <laughs> um, but I'm telling you, dog that. pictures on Instagram are a winner. People <laughs> love those. Yeah. Um, well, tell, yeah, tell them tell them where to find you. So if they look up Wesley Chang on Facebook, they'll find you. Yep. You'll find me um, at the moment. I've got a profile. I think my default profile picture is uh, a picture that I had taken with um, Steph Curry and Drake. Um, yeah, was, <laughs> the fun, the funny story behind that is uh, my fiance used to work for Michael Mina, uh, the famous chef. That's right. And he's got a bunch of you know restaurants, you know, some in San Francisco, uh, but he also worked with Aisha Curry. Uh, Steph Curry's wife to open up a what was the name of the restaurant? International Smoke, and mm. so before, right before they opened that, they had sort of a like friends and family uh, type um, kind of dinner at their test kitchen, and so we got invited because she was the EA to um, Michael Mina, and so Aisha was there, Steph was there. It was during the NBA Finals, um, so Drake was there also. And my funny story around that was like, so I was there with my fiance and a couple of her friends and we're sitting down, we're like one table over from where some of the curries are sitting uh, or yeah, the, where the curries are sitting and in walks Drake. And my funny story is in walks Drake and I get up on from the table and yell, Drake, like we're on first day basis or something <laughs> like that. And he looks at me weird like, who the hell are you? It's like, do I know this I just guy? Down mortified, like, oh wow, I, I just did that. Um, and so after dinner, I go and I mean, I, I'm talking to my friends through it. And I was like, okay, I gotta go and apologize after dinner. Of course, dinner. of course. <laughs> I go up to him, like, I'm so sorry, I did that. That was that was just like in the moment. And he was like, no, nah, it was cool. It made me feel important. And so, like, I was like, hey, can I get a picture with you? He was like, yeah, you know, get come in. <laughs> so, got a picture with Steph and Drake. Very so, cool. Yeah, that was, that's my joke. Is that uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on first name basis with Drake. <laughs> that's right. He's like, yeah, this is my man Wes. Good to <laughs> see you. We got the restaurant. I didn't even know who it was, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very cool. Well, I promised you, and and by extension, your fiance, I'd get you out of here on time. We've got two minutes left. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we knock off? Anything else I'd like to add for anybody who's interested in the show? It's like, oh, I could do that. You know what? Go for it. That's that's my thing for people. Like, you know, if, if you think that you'll do great, I, I'd be rooting for you. Go apply for the show. Take your shot. You know, the questions exactly. aren't particularly hard. It's just, you know, how well you handle the pressure of being thrown around or, or whatever. Yeah. And listen, and listen, guys, you got to follow Wesley's example, right? Study. Look at what happened before, prepare, because if you're prepared, you maximize your chances of success. Yep. Awesome. Well, Wesley, thank you so much for joining me today. Such a huge pleasure. Uh, thank you. For, every, for everyone who's listening, again, you know, we'll continue as we go through the rest of the year. Hopefully a few more little bits of mental samurai content will come through. And meanwhile, of course, stay tuned for other podcast updates as well. This is Chris Ye on behalf of Wesley Chang. Thank you for listening. <laughs>